0: Stuck in our home. Hi, I'm Peggy.
1: And I'm Dave.
0: Happy Sunday.
1: Thank you. How are you today?
0: We're breaking with tradition.
1: We are. Um, the reason for this is that yesterday we normally record Saturdays, take Sundays off, but yesterday I was driving home from my in law's house at the time that we normally record. We hadn't really planned ahead for it, and I got home too late for us to record. So we said we'll record Sunday. But it seems somewhat fitting, given what today is. Yes. You sent me a text
0: wishing me this
1: earlier today.
0: Today, we should have a drum or something. We can't do that because that's on Zencaster. That's correct. Bummer. All right. So today actually is the 30th anniversary of the passage of the Americans with Disability Act. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing if you think about, you know, and I remember when, when it was signed into law, I was, you know, I'm not going to say how old I was, but I was definitely old enough to remember. Um, and it really didn't mean much to me at the time. Um, I thought, oh, well, that's nice. You know, wheelchair ramps. Okay. You know, I, I do remember like a lot of news stories in 2020 episodes where small businesses were upset that they would have to, you know, make accommodations and things like that. But my goodness, how the world has changed in 30 years.
1: Yes. For the better in this instance.
0: Definitely. So it's been an awesome piece of legislation, not saying that there's not faults or flaws with it, but the purposes of today is to not to kind of dissect that. It's just, You know, the world is a better place for Americans with disabilities because 30 years ago today, it was signed into law. Bipartisan, by the way. Bipartisan. Yes. Yes. So.
1: So that's so, you know, if if we hadn't told all of our listeners the truth, the reason we're recording today is because it's the 30th anniversary. But since we told them, we can't really say that.
0: Probably not. But I'll go with it anyway. I'm fine with that. Okay. You I had a nice vacation, good.
1: though? I did. I had a very nice vacation. I uh, It was relaxing. I was not at home, which was nice. It was nice to just see a different vista in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was good. And uh, we had uh, a lovely birthday with Caroline yesterday. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It
0: was a good, good. week. Good to hear.
1: Right. How was your day today?
0: My day today was good. I spent most of it in the pool with Timmy. Um, Yesterday was probably good that we did not record because yesterday was just, I I really struggled yesterday. Yeah. So I was just feeling very isolated. Like my Facebook memories kept popping up and my Instagram memories and, and it was, you know, three years ago you were at Fort Lauderdale, you know, seven years ago you were in the Bahamas and I'm like, yeah, now look at me. (laughs) <laughs> um, and it just, it, it really wore me down. I, I had a complete and utter like meltdown last night. Oh, just, I'm like, sorry. Ugly crying meltdown. And I started like, I, I went into a rabbit hole of like looking up old friends from college on social media and doing searches, seeing where they are. It just got me thinking about college. And then that got me thinking about friends. And then I started thinking about how much I missed friends. And, you know, it just, it, it really snowballed. So by the time I finally, like, logged off the computer and went to bed, I was red-faced, swollen eyes, runny nose, ugly-crying, miserable. Um, uh. Yeah, it, it was not a good night. But I'm better today. Spent the day in the pool with Timmy. I think the fact that I wasn't able to go outside for the two days prior really took a toll on me as well.
1: Hmm. So I'm sorry that you went through that.
0: Yeah, I think I think everybody's going through that on some some level. You know, um, I, I think I'm just a really social person. So I really miss those connections. So it's hard. I need to do a better job about reaching out to my friends and and connecting because I'm not good at that either. So.
1: I am not nearly as social as you are, and so I have not felt that. I The only thing that I really feel about all of this besides the frustration that we just as a country can't do better um, around knocking this coronavirus, you know, sort of down to a manageable problem um, is just the, the way days kind of flow into each other. And it's just mm-hmm. the, the sameness of it and the relentlessness yeah. of that. Um, but I don't struggle so much with the social aspects of it. I just don't, but, I, but, but I am also not, I'm not a particularly social person. Like I, I'm, my world is very much in the four walls of this house most of the time.
0: Yeah. So you've got your universe with you. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't love my family and that I'm not happy that they're here, but yeah, you know, I'm surrounded And I'm not
1: saying yeah, and I'm not saying that my setup is ideal, right? I'm not right. saying that it's better that way. It's just it is the way it is.
0: I'm the only female in the house. So sometimes that is, you know, it was just wearing. Yes, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna make excuses. It is what it is. Yesterday was a really, really rough day. And I'm mentioning that because I know we have a lot of listeners. And if you have bad days, I totally get it and I feel it, and I'm there for you, and we're all going through it. Yes. Um, I will say something interesting, and you don't know this, but over the weekend, I have, and I get a lot of requests for for peer visitors and for outreach and things like that, so that that in and of itself is not unique. I received three in the past 48 hours for COVID patients
1: so i had spoken to a friend of mine who's a prosthetist up here on long islands a few months ago when new york was in the middle of it and he he they had gotten a run of mm-hmm. COVID patients who um had they'd thrown clots they'd had a, a, yep. you know, a cardiovascular and that's event. exactly
0: what's happening and but yeah. three within 48 hours i thought wow and I reached out to to some of the people in the Amped Army and they're like, yeah, I've gotten two, I've gotten one, I've gotten two. So it's definitely, it, it it's there. It's a yeah, real well, threat. So the,
1: the disease is wreaking havoc with with yeah. people's systems and it's permanent damage. I mean, uh, it's, that's the scary thing. I mean, you know, again, for people who say it's just the flu, well, it's just the flu for more people than not, but right. there's. It, it seems like there's at least a statistically significant percentage of people who survive COVID, but there is longer-term damage that it that may or may not be permanent, but it's definitely not just you know yeah. you recover and you're good. Um, there's a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. I, I know this because I'm a Red Sox fan. There's a pitcher who got COVID 19, young guy. He's like you know in his mid 20s, and he recovered. Said you know he he was interviewed. Said it just absolutely wiped him out and he now he's having heart issues but like they're, mm-hmm. he can't fight. he's just on the yeah. disabled list because they're trying to figure out what's going on with the guy's heart because they think it may have been damaged by yeah. COVID. gary stuff
0: it's very scary the the one woman that i was connected with today is in mid 50s wasn't and these aren't COVID patients that like were on the ventilators and were near death and right. in comas these are just just quote unquote you know have a flu knocked you out um, recover think you're doing okay and then boom you get hit with the clots so yeah you know, I'll be interested to see if you're listening to this and you're you're you do a lot of, of mentoring and outreach as well you know let us know are you seeing an increase in your numbers I'd just be curious to see you know I, I'm sure somebody is tracking it I don't I tried to find but I couldn't find where the numbers would be maybe you know but I couldn't find
1: I them. don't I don't I know that the amputations wouldn't get coded from a diagnostic standpoint in a way that would make them COVID searchable that way. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that at some point someone will do a retrospective analysis and sort of extrapolate, but I don't know that we'll ever really know.
0: No, but I'm seeing—I'm—I'm I'm seeing. You know, I saw three in the past 48 hours, so it's—it's it's, something's happening. And from what I'm hearing from other AMP Army members, it. They're getting the same kind of, of momentum. Yeah, I'm,
1: not, I'm not surprised based on what I had heard a few months yeah. ago. And the rest of the country is now going what through New York, went through a few months ago.
0: Yeah. So so just wanted to put that out there. Not, okay. That's not happy news either. but
1: No, not in the least.
0: No, it's not. Do, do you have anything happy to share? Because I'm still feeling down.
1: If people want to, I think I've referenced this show before, and I, Kara and I have now gotten current with it. But the show Afterlife with Ricky Gervais, British show on Netflix, two okay. six episode seasons um, about a, a man, Ricky Gervais, dealing with the death of his wife due to cancer, um, is absolutely brilliant. Funny, okay. and sweet, and sad, and just absolutely fantastic. Dude, I don't so, need sad. It's sad, but it's sad in a way that is it's touching because it's about love. It's it's about this guy who's just gutted because this woman yeah. that he was desperately in love with and was who was his soulmate died, and he's trying to trying to come out the other side of it. It's and and he plays a guy who's just kind of obnoxious and arrogant as that's his defense, and right. He he breaks sometimes. And when he breaks, it's just like, oh, this poor freaking guy. But it's so well done. And he's so
0: funny. I will check it out.
1: Yeah. So there's that.
0: All right. I don't have anything else
1: funny. I finished more books. That's not funny.
0: That's good. (laughs) It's an accomplishment.
1: I knocked off. I did finish the Harry Potter series. I told you I would finish that before the end of the second week of vacation. I finished the last one this morning.
0: Okay. What'd you think?
1: I thought it was, I understand why it was, I understand why kids would love it. I don't quite understand why it was what it was in terms of how big it got. Um,
0: but I think there was nothing else for kids series-wise contemporary at the time.
1: I'm sure. Uh, they, I mean, when I think, like, I've read a lot of sci-fi for kids, and most of the stuff that I know is older than that. It's mm-hmm. you know it's Asimov and Clark and all of these guys who are huge in the 50s and 60s, um, and so it was definitely much more modern. Um, and it's it's a great wor- I mean, she's a great world builder. She built an amazing yeah. world. Um, so I liked it. I mean, I read them all. Okay. I didn't. It wasn't like I was sitting there saying, "Oh, I don't want to read the next book." I was right. like, "All right, let's let's go." I got to knock knock through these. So that was cool.
0: Okay. And now you're back to the grind.
1: As of tomorrow, back to the grind. All right. But that's well, fine.
0: <laughs> Have fun with that. All
1: right. I will. I will. Alright, it was good talking to you, Peggy. Alright. We'll
0: talk tomorrow. Bye. Bye. We stuck in our